Have you seen that? Are either you on TikTok watching that Cow the Dragon? Dance. Yes. Oh, it's yes. a simulation. Did you see the little party? Um, yeah, what was oh that about? Oh my God. Cow was on Red Bull. Honestly, yeah. I, 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 it kept coming at us and I was like, I can't watch, I can't. Because it was, I was like, three of them. I was like, no, I can't. And then I see another one, I'm like, I'm just watching this old man like, what are you doing? It's so weird, man. 51. With like, that Astrid girl there as well. The she, whole she's thing's... on Pornhub. Is she? She's a porn star. She's a well, she's a OnlyFans, isn't it? Is it Only leaked fans. onto OnlyFans? On no, no, it's, a, it's on Pornhub. I haven't seen it. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> think she's she's not fit. It's just that she wears football shirts. So everyone fucking loves yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But they all do it. The whole story is so bizarre. Just, I'm so glad you. I've been kind of wanting to talk to someone about it. But I don't, and he's fighting that Ed. He's gonna get banged out. I don't like Ed either. But it, no, it's 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 all right. Well, they're just a bit weird, aren't they? Like, I think they'll look back. What darling? What darling? Like, this would have worked. What girl? What <laughs> yeah. girl? How old are you then? Age check. <laughs> but I don't watch their content directly. It's usually an account that has taken a yeah, 100%, 100%. A, a video from yeah, yeah. You know, it's you and, know, and memed it. Snap snapshot. I you should get into as well. What's that? Just a weird forty-two-year-old bloke. Is it? Do you know him? Ah, no. oh. hold on. Have any of you guys seen the Drinky Poos guy? No. Oh my god. Right, you gotta get this in though. You gotta send it in. There's a there's a guy called Chef Dave, right? And he goes, You're alright guys. Oh yes, I have. You're alright guys. I'm drinking some vodka quads. And I'm having a few quad vods on a Wednesday. What is a quad vod? Four shots of vodka in a Coke. Four shots. Oh he kills me. I have to keep swiping off him because I watched him one like a few seconds too long. Every time. Alright guys, just in my man cave having a few drinky poos. You know who's bad on it as well? Dan Wheeler. Who's that? Dan Weller. No, Dan Wheeler. Who's Dan, Dan Wheeler is a a uh, Luke Johnson went up against him in like a photo shoot challenge a while back, I think. But he has this eighty twenty lifestyle thing, and his trust pilot's like on barely even one. For, for what is it? What is he? Like a coach. Online, online coach, oh, okay. but like okay. terrible man. <laughs> you talk about that all day. That's very fitting. That was quite an insane start, actually. But you yeah, do say so the reason I have to not give. Um, the reason I want to swipe off that simple Simon is I don't want to give him any more like yeah, engagement. I, I hate him, actually. That's a strong word. I really don't like him. I think whatever he's doing is very weird and he needs to go back to work. <laughs> he's probably getting paid bags for it, mate. <laughs> he's like doing penalties with Jimmy Bullard and shit. He needs to go back to work, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he hanging around with 21-year-olds, though? His daughter's like 21 as well. He had my dad, my yeah. dad drives lorries. Like, go get a job, mate. He had his arm around Astrid's waist for far too long on that uh, live last night. And I think they've slept together. Yeah, of course. No. Yeah, hundred percent. What? They went and had like a night out like two weeks ago. It was yeah, all, it was and they were in the hotel room doing TikToks. It is grim. TikTok is at your big age, mate. Dancing. On I feel TikTok. like TikTok is gonna explode like Jimmy Savile did, in terms of like people Creeps. like that coming out mm. that would work. They must have some type of ID. Thing you got to put like in. censorship. Yeah, like you all got to confirm you're 18 or something. I don't know. I guess. Uh, should we get into the the topic after that? If you must. We were, yeah, we, we don't we, have to. But what did we say we we're going to do? Continue from yesterday's. Well, last week, well, last week's. As it would be. Last week's. <laughs> we were in yesterday. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna just go through some questions. I think we are. We will have answered a few of them anyway, just from our chat yesterday. So. If your question doesn't get answered and you were hoping it was, then please listen back to last week's because we've probably answered it. We will um, timestamp it. Yeah, we will timestamp it. Have you to receive a message from that guy? That no, the bar's gone. No. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lucky. Got if you're going to shoot for the king, make sure you don't Absolutely. miss. Absolutely. If you poke your head above the, what is it? Parapet? What's the thing? Trench. I don't know. Andy, what, what is it? <laughs> yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry. Okay, cool. So we're going to answer a series of questions. Take three. We've been having some sound difficulties in the in the in the place. Um, around online coaching, carrying on from yesterday's episode, which was kind of how to how to get started in online coaching or how to build an online coaching business from our perspective, probably without a business coach. The first question, which seems chronologically to make sense, is how to start from scratch. There's a lot of there's a lot of questions around here of where to start, how to start from scratch, how to get started, and how to get your first client. So why don't we why don't we kick off with that one? Does it tie in a little bit with yesterday's? The vast majority of people will be starting from one-to-one -one personal training. I think either or. Either, yeah, or. either or. Because a lot of the time, the one-to-one -one element is going to provide that some form of like side hustle mm -hmm. in the sense that you're going to be building a, a, a client base or have built quite a reputable client base on the floor 
of which you can transfer a percentage of them into online but whilst doing so also start on you know creating your brand and creating your socials mm. i think we've got three different approaches because you did the pt yeah i just did online straight away and he came from like a nine to five business type of thing so, so we work so well together. it's almost like we planned it <laughs> synergistic you know uh like for me i started in the most uh, straightforward way that made sense to me like i started really cheap like i almost I, I did people for free. I coached people for free initially. Absolutely. I, I coached friends. I, I put myself on there. I, I even, as shallow or not shallow as you want to be, if I saw someone with a good physique, I'd go message them. We'd be like, yo, do you have a coach? Mm -hmm. and, I, and I would, you know, if they notably needed some help or something, I would try and do that because I know that that physique transformation would help my brand uh, and ultimately give you, give customers a value to want to pay for it after a, bit, a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I would say, similar to, similar to Josh's approach, obviously kind of the same. I, guess, I, I dare say you might have had a slightly bigger online presence than I did when I started. But what I, what I first did was obviously, I, I used my journey. So I showed my progression because I'd never, I'd never been coached for the first five, six, seven, or maybe six years of, of, of bodybuilding anyway. So I kind of showed my progression. Um, I then approached people and immediately it was, it was friends, um, friends who I knew went to the gym already or I knew wanted to improve their body composition. I never did anyone for free. Um, and I think that's quite an interesting topic because I think you get advice on both sides. The reason I didn't do anyone for free is because then they have no real reason to stick to it anyway. Yeah. Um, so I did it really cheap. Like uh, it was like 45 quid a month, I think for my, for a few of my friends. Um, and then when I started getting just a bit more interest from people who maybe weren't such close friends, I think I started at 80 quid a month, which 20 quid a week, you can fairly easily sell that to someone, I think, because it's well worth 20 quid a week if you want to improve your body comp. Like what's that? A Nando's and a... And that knows of a dessert. Careful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Careful. What? Pri privilege. 20 quid a week. Some yeah. people ain't got that money. Yeah, but if they haven't spent it on Nando's, they no, might as well spend it on, very true. on improving their body composition if that's what they want to do. So that was my that was my sort of in, I guess. And I think I would always try and tell people either, yeah, go for free or if you if you can maybe push it even just a little financial commitment, please do because you get something out of it at least, your time. And they might be a little more committed than <coughs> perhaps they were. Yeah. It's also value in yourself, isn't it? I charge yeah. because I spent a uh, 10 to 12 period soaking, taking in as much information as possible. Like I said yesterday, working with you know Luke Johnson, Alan Aragon, Eric Helms, I felt I was in a position whereby I've got enough education behind me to say, look, I'm actually going to charge 99.99 per month. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole working for free thing, I think, is social proofing is needed. So, I'm glad if, you said that. You know, you're going to, if you require social proofing quite quickly, then sure, free. Mm -hmm. And then you know, get get in a, a shred challenge, get in a whatever, and it's and it's there, and it's done and dusted, and you can, you can you can you you can start to use that pretty quickly. Yeah, social proof is a is a big word. Massive. What were you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna say I think uh, it slipped out of my head as you just said that. God damn. Sorry about that. It's all right. I'll speak on and then maybe come back. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say around social proof. I think building a catalogue of results as quickly as you possibly can is a really good way of just it's. Because ultimately, this this game is about trust. Um, the amount of people that I think come through to me inquiry-wise, and I have a little section on my form that says, "Why do you want to work with me?" They just want to work with me because they've like resonated with my my my, yeah. my brand or asset. We use this word a lot. When we say brand, if you're a single person, we just mean like you, like you, you are, are brand. your brand. Exactly. Like they just resonate with me and the the content and that I put out, the way I speak in my stories. Maybe I'm quite good at simplifying things for people. So stuff like that, I think it's. Uh, that trust, it's about building trust and until you found one person, at least one person. For sure. That will. I think that brings me to like another thing that you guys can help with. And, and when I was trying to get clients, like I was also thinking that social media was gonna, tr I was gonna try and, and, and grow that a little bit as well. So I wanted to come over on my social media like someone who they'd wanted to trust. You know, I talked with, you know, courage or, 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 or um, confident, talked with com confidence explained exactly what I could do for people if people don't know what you can do for them. You know, whether that's in the form of pictures, whether that's in the form of informational posts, educational posts, whether that's in the form of you just doing, you know, an exercise in the, in the gym and explaining exactly what you're doing like this and how you can help someone do the same with their training. So you've got to have that little spark that, that, that someone connects with. Like Joe said, ultimately, it's going to be someone who connects with you and who wants to go, I think he could help me. I think it's... A also important to understand who you want to work with 
very important because the the social media content that you produce is going to portray that as well mm -hmm. so if you want to get into strictly coaching females or strictly coaching gen pop or 18 to 24 your your social media needs to to back that up mm -hmm. because you can't go down the route of like i said producing content directed towards females and then work with predominantly males do you know what i mean there's 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 men and women in the industry that do a really good job at being the go-to person but i think there's there's also a scope to be someone that works with quite a large plethora of people for but sure i don't think you necessarily there's a lot of emphasis nowadays on you must have a niche mm -hmm. and i and i and i said is that does that tie into the next question joe it does shall i go ahead shall i go ahead and ask absolutely it? so someone said uh which i think i think it's quite a nice way to to segue into that actually your, your views on the importance of a niche for online coaching, especially today, and I think what you were about to say was right along the lines of my answer, so would you like to continue? I I think the the opinion on niche or having to have a certain niche doesn't necessarily need to be as important nowadays. I think back in the day, it was a sort of unique selling point because it was the because there was very few people doing it that was in essence it's niche like me talking about steroids for example mm -hmm. i didn't choose it because it was niche. I, I chose it because it was something that people weren't doing in the sense that i wanted to document that but i think so many there is each niche nowadays in the industry is so saturated anyway you can't call it a niche so the 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 importance of finding your own niche is not that important I think I think I was going to ask you on that. So when you started talking about steroids, did you do it because you spotted a gap in the market, or did you do it because you wanted to? Because I wanted to, because yeah. no one else was doing it, and I and I typed in testosterone. I was like, why is no one talking about testosterone? So a bit well, of both. Bit a bit of both, yeah. yeah. I didn't, I didn't see, it. I didn't have like a, a kind of business cap on and go right here we go. In five years time, I'm going to be earn, earning X amount for a member site because no one's doing it. It just it just came part of the process. Yeah, I would say in terms of a niche as well, I would say so much. I don't think there needs to be so much focus on it. Like you definitely don't need to spend ages agonizing over it. I feel no, that's no. like the worst thing you can do. Absolutely. With anything, just if I can get started. Um, that old Chinese proverb, I think I say it all the time, about planting a tree. The best time was 20 years ago and then the next best time is now. For sure. Um, and we say that a lot about just just get started. Um, if you're sat there worrying about what your niche is, it's just gonna, it's like analysis paralysis and you're just gonna waste time. Yeah. And often, often that niche will present itself. Yeah. You know, the, the, the more you do, the more you learn the more you have 100 clients, and out of those 100 clients, you thought, I didn't like that 20 because of this, I didn't like that 10, I didn't like that five, but these 50 were really nice. Mm. Maybe that's my niche, maybe you enjoyed that a little bit more, maybe you enjoy helping helping some, some older folk regain their youth, maybe you, you, you enjoy huge fat loss transformations, and you know, without doing, you will never know, so. I definitely think there needs to be a little bit of an element to, and it's more so branding than niche, in the sense that once you have chosen your path, you need to be or have some form of consistency when it comes down to the content that you produce. So, and that could be the simple case of, you know, I, I feel, and I've had comments before whereby if a story goes up instantly, people know it's a Tim Cycle story. Mm. So there, I think there's that element where you can go a little bit deeper where it's not necessarily a niche that you have to focus on, but just tighten up your branding so that you are in a position whereby people can, yeah. especially if we are in a, an age now where reels posts go viral. Yeah. And if, you know, you're in a position where three or four times a month your post is going viral and you have the simple, you know, watermark at the bottom of your image, for example, that is going to snowball in itself yeah. because it's consistency and people can go, right, so-and-so is doing a post on fat loss and he has done over the last four to five times within the month and then bam, 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 bam. Yeah. And it's a bit like how James Smith has kind of snowballed with that very quite close-up shot. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it instantly roped in I right. think that's really important sorry I think that's really important because I think a lot of coaches will forget that regardless if you like it or not you you have to be good at social media mm. it's it's not just you're an online coach it's actually you're an online coach you need to know about Instagram you need to know how to market yourself otherwise this first one isn't going to work mm. and I think a lot of people forget that they go, oh, I'm going to be an online coach well how many Instagram followers have you got how big's your audience? Are they engaging with you? Like that is like that is your platform. Whereas when you're a PT, your your gym floor is your audience. You know your your gym floor is now huge, but you've got to learn how to how to work that audience. Yeah, for sure. There's a couple of questions here actually. On I want to go into content in a second, but this one just goes onto what you just said about sort of an audience. So someone's asked, um, 
is it possible to, to, to grow a business with a small following? I think the answer is yes. I think you probably have to be a bit more proactive about generating leads. Um, and actually, I don't want to say it makes it easier, but you probably have to do a bit more legwork. If I had a really small following and I was trying to onboard clients, I would be showing them all what I know, what I can do, what I've done. But I'd be reaching out to them. I'd be proactively going to them and saying, Absolutely. hi, can I help you? And I've even done that before. I met up my, my team Brightman pages are much smaller following. If I notice that people are following it, um, you know, liking posts or recent follows, I'll reach out to them and say, can I help you with anything? Because they're probably hotter leads than someone who's just following my page because maybe someone who's following my page just wants to follow my journey. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot in that, I think. Engagement is key when you have a, a small following, huge. Instagram Q&As multiple times throughout the week. Yeah. Instagram lives. Mm-hmm. constantly say their name as soon as someone comments because that feeling even though you have a small following say four to five thousand a lot of gem pop clients will look at that and go oh my god he's got four or five thousand and he's just mentioned my name mm-hmm. so that feeling first of all yeah absolutely and i did that and same goes for for now even with like closing in on 60k followers on youtube i will still respond and comment to every single reply you know every single comment i'll still reply so yeah absolutely you can still grow a business with a, a small following. It comes back to trust, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and and if you're having personal connections with people on a on a weekly or monthly basis, whenever they're interacting with your content, I think you're gonna you're gonna build a relationship. That's that's ultimately what coaching is. I've seen I've seen this time and time and time again. Clients would join me, and I've spoken to them two, three, four, five, six, upwards of ten times in my DMs or my Q and As or my comments because they're invested in like my brand, me. Um, and that's because they, they obviously trust the information that I put out. So definitely you can do it with a small following. I think just a bit more legwork um, in terms of reaching out to people. Yeah, your social media needs to be a little bit more structured with a small following. <clears throat> I think you need to follow a pattern of like uh, even a grid or, or, or column style whereby you each week say to yourself, right, I'm going to do one post on training, one post on a question. Yeah, I think having a theme as a small following and then you can be slightly more sporadic as you grow that. Yeah, that's really important. For sure. Um, there's a couple on here. I, I just want to, I'll skip back to value proposition first. I don't really think we went over that too much. Just in terms of some, someone's asked, how do you identify your value proposition and how does one know their value offering? What's a value proposition? I guess. Oh, what are you proposing? I guess uh, I, what I'm getting from that question is, how do you know how much to charge someone based on your okay. your position okay. in the industry? Um, that's in, That's an important question to ask yourself because for me, I've probably done it a little bit different to everyone else. I've I've done it on demand, really, rather than like what I've invested into myself because uh, I'm in that position where actually like the followers just kind of take care of applications themselves for coaching, right? So I, I know this is unique to my situation, but I know that demand will increase for people at that times, right? And when that demand increases, you start to think, well, I must be doing a really good job. I'm in demand. How is my price looking? What's the market average like? Do I Do I deserve pushing up a little bit? You know, uh, not only with that, but I think like your your self investment. You know, you can't go ahead and pay two thousand for five seminars, another two thousand for an education course, however it much costs to get your PT license and all that, and then go charge like twenty five quid a month, fifty quid a month, because then you are undervaluing what you actually can offer. Mm-hmm. I think that's an Im- those two Im- those two things, demand and self education, are going to be the main two things that dictate your, your, your prices. And as you mentioned, market as well. See, seeing you know what the top coaches are. And and also mirroring them and maybe digging a little deeper into their education and to their time in the industry. It's probably what we did with Cal, really, right? Yeah. That's a big, big investment into our own uh, coaching. Absolutely. I went on a lot of education, so the more courses I went on, the more... And also, the I found myself in a position whereby people were asking me questions and my ability to answer pretty much all of them. I was like, oh, I'm actually in a position now where I could probably charge a little bit more. Mm than I am charging. And also, when you speak to other online coaches or maybe marketing individuals and business coaches and you tell them how much you're running, they go, oh, no, you need to, you need to up that. Mm. I've had that a lot of times. You're only charging 100 quid a month. Okay, well, maybe I do need to up, like, up it a little bit. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'll go with a little more of a, like, a structured way of working out. I think supply and demand is one thing. Um, 
I think the other one is, like you say, a, a bit of market research. I, we get this, I think, mostly by hearsay. Yeah. I don't go out and ask other coaches what they're charging, but you might hear it and then you might think, they're charging what? Yeah. Um, I hear that quite often. I always think I've been under the market average, almost sort of Same. chasing it a bit, and I don't mind that. I'm kind of happy with that because I'd rather over-deliver than under-deliver. I definitely look at people that I really look up to, you know, people like Cal. I don't think there's, I don't want to be charging what Cal's charging because he's on a different level to me. He's got yeah, a different roster. Absolutely. I'm not going to attract the, the caliber of client that he is, he is attracting at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, it's about, do this is something again, I think we, I got this from Mark Coles actually when I've sort of pondered this myself. You have to be really honest with yourself. It's like in any other job, you would have an appraisal and you would go to your line manager at the end of the year and you would say, I deserve a pay rise because I've done this, 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 and this. If you don't get to the end of the year and you don't, and you're not able to demonstrate what to, to your clients, your current clients, remember, not new ones, what you've um, what you've introduced to the service, how you've gotten better as a coach yourself or an individual, and you can relay that back to them and say, and this is why I'm putting the price up. You shouldn't really be putting the price up. You need to you need to have earned it. So in 2020, when was lockdown? 2020? I think so, yeah. So I did a whole exercise library, which is obviously a big out, outlay of time and money. So that was a reason to put my prices up. Went on education courses the year before reasons to put the price up so it's it's you have to give yourself that appraisal and say do you deserve a pay rise yeah um and, also, and sorry go on. i was gonna say it, it will probably it can be quite an awkward conversation sometimes i always feel really hot under the collar when i do it i'm, yeah. like, I'm drafting out the email and i'm like fucking hell how many will i lose and you'll lose some clients because some clients will 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 say that's a bit too much for me i think i'm i'm you know my our journey's done and that's fine because if you believe that you deserve that yeah. that pay rise, then you should be fine with that. And ultimately, you, you probably should have crunched the numbers anyway and mm -hmm. say, might lose a few, kind of make yeah. it back. And you're also adding a lot more value to your online coaching now. A lot of the times you'll add in specific guides, you know, aside from just your online coaching sheets, I'll give them my fitness pal guide where I'll yeah. tell them how to set it up. I'll have videos of where you can scan in foods. Mm -hmm. I'll have a lifestyle guide. I'll go into, you know, in detail about sleep and recovery and things like that so it's definitely once you get to that stage whereby you can start layering your online coaching you yeah. can probably start to look to increase your pricing for sure definitely and what you'll find is is, is, is as the pr higher the price goes you attract an audience that is more willing to put the work in because they've, Precisely. Got, they've got more absolutely outlay doesn't mean double your price right now but it means no. they're like as you and also as you're getting paid more you you know, you should put that pressure on yourself to right. They're paying me a good amount of money now, right? Absolutely. I need to go out and, and give them what they deserve. So and they adhere it works to it so much better. Exactly, and it works two ways like that. Yeah, I think I've always challenged myself to over deliver on the price. Like I look around the industry, I, I say what I'm saying in terms of like, I think my price is actually really reasonable for the service that I deliver. In terms of every client gets, or if they pay for it, they get the video response, they get the welcome pack, they get a nice suite of sheets, they get a fortnightly call. So for me, it's always been about, and, and, and you know, even back when I was charging 125 quid a month or whatever, I was still delivering a video response to every single client. So um, there's definitely some value in over-delivering in your early years. It's really important. I think it's really important that we put the caveat, like you said, don't just yeah. double your prices. Like <laughs> you really need to earn that right because yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll find yourself, oh, I'm just going to stick in 200 quid. That's what everyone's doing. Yeah. If no one pays it, you have to make the, sort of go back with your tail between your legs and say, right, that was too much, 150 mm. quid or whatever. So yeah, um, hopefully that answers that question. Have you ever done packages? Have you ever done like... Yeah, I do that now. Gold, premium, like... So at the moment, I do uh, a premium and a non-premium service. Yeah. The premium is obviously like a, is a much higher price point, but you'll have uh, like three or four very additional packages. So there's, I don't know if we need to go into detail, but like I will do video check-ins on those ones, for example. Yeah. I will do uh, a call with them face-to-face -face every single time, you know, every single month with them we'll go through your training like systemic like systematically in detail you know so yeah. you do get some actual this is you, you offer a, a price to those people who who want to go above and beyond who are very very into this and they want to do the best you know yeah it, that, that really works yeah mm -hmm. i have yeah I, I, that's something i introduced i think uh, maybe 18 months ago um i think it, it, worked, it worked quite well because it's like it's that marketing thing, isn't it? People see a cheaper price and they're like, "Oh, that's a bit more accessible." Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you are then sort of uh, required to provide a, a higher tier service. So the, the difference between my tiers at the moment is is kind of if they're in prep and they're going to need like multiple check-ins towards the end of prep, they're going to need a peak week plan. All this stuff takes quite a lot of work. 
Um, so it's like, I would also, a, a, like a prep package. Yeah, so there's, a, there's, a, there's an off-season. I've got an off-season package and a, and a prep package. Okay. Um, and then like a lower tier one anyway. And the difference is like like kind of what you just said there, much more exercise analysis. Yeah. Um, so like 10 videos a week. So that's like a few each session they can send across to me. And they obviously get that video response. So I'm going through it with them. Um, there is the option to train with their coach if like location and um location and time are, are available which isn't always available but it's nice to have if if you can uh and then obviously things like anabolics so my my basic level and that really i think is like a prerequisite like if you can't if you can't be asked to pay an extra 20 quid to get anabolics advice then yeah. shouldn't be taking anabolics anyway mm-hmm. for sure very true and, and you're here guys obviously we're talking about like packages and things like that it's very much as you as you climb climb the ladder you will find that there's probably a ceiling for not only the amount of people that you can take on, but also the price that you can probably charge, unless you're willing to go do something different until you can build that reputation. This is why you know people like me and Joe will have packages, we'll have uh, coaches under us who are probably cheaper than us because we're trying to fulfill that demand for people who, who who potentially can't can't pay the premium price. You know, you know, I get a lot of a lot of kids, a lot I say kids, a lot of kids at university, a lot of kids at uh, colleges who want to join coaching because they're so passionate about bodybuilding, and just because of the way it sets up. Sounds cruel, but unfortunately, my time is, is worth a little bit more than what they can do, you know? But this is why I'm thinking, right, how can I get to these guys as well? That's why we do training programs, one-off. That's why we do consult calls. That's why we have uh, coaches under us who have been through, you know, coaching with us for a couple of years, and we've passed the baton to who can who can accommodate these kids so they can still get that service, and you don't lose out on those leads mm. as well, you know? I don't feel guilty as well, you saying about valuing your own time. You know, was that, that image always circulates on social media about, you're not paying for, you know, you're paying for my, yeah. you know the way I'm talking about, it's like a plumber. Yeah. What you see is the tip of the iceberg, yeah, right? Yeah. But the, the years and years of learning is all below that surface. Yeah, That's the Picasso story. Have you heard that on a napkin? Oh, I saw it again the other day. There's a, there's a story of um, Picasso was sat in a cafe and a woman said, you're that famous painter Picasso, right? And he was like, yeah, I am. So she gave him a napkin and said, draw me something. Oh. So, he, so, he, so he he drew it for her and, uh, and went to give it to her. And as she went to grab it, he said, um, like he said that will cost you like this much money and he said and she said how can you charge me that for that it took you five minutes and he said no the drawing took me five minutes but it's been 40 years to get the skill to draw that yeah. to take five minutes he said if it could take me five minutes you would have done it with a pen and pen and napkin so it's quite it's quite a cool story i don't know if it's true <laughs> hope it's true cause it's sick <laughs> um there's one here that josh you just touched on which was how do you scale up further once you reach your your client limit so obviously you mentioned there having a coach yeah. underneath you. Yeah, I ran at limit for a while and like probably ran a little bit too many where you think mm, I need to scale back a little bit. And then like the the common theme was I'm turning down people, people don't want to pay X amount that I'm charging. I'm thinking, how can I just fill that gap? And it was kind of before there was like coaching teams, I think, where you, you're probably the, you're probably one of the first people to do a coaching team. I mean, I know that the Muscle Mental started and I don't know, or NRF have done a few, have done a few as well. Yeah. And I thought that's that's where you can fulfill that void uh, along with those those training programs. So, so you can give access to little portions of your knowledge, um, you know, as a one-off or, or bringing in that second coach or bringing in tiers, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I think coaching is going to be actually on the whole a very hard business to scale. We had obviously Callan here a couple of weeks ago talking about how he is, is sort of planning to do it. And you have to remember, he is at the top of this, coaching in exactly. the UK. I don't think this is something that many people need to be thinking about. I can talk you through my process, and that was because I'd had my busiest year yet. I was at a number where I was like, if I suddenly got a flood of inquiries, I'm going to struggle, and I was going into a prep. So I was like, my, my brain power is probably going to be scaled back a little bit anyway. I was like, if that demand does increase, why don't I see if there's someone I can bring on? And it all happened. It was a bit of a perfect accident. Like, I just had Luke as a as a as a... Client. A, a client yeah and I was like this guy is great um, I was impressed with him from day one I was impressed with how he executed everything I told him to he then came to me and said I want to be an online coach what should I do so I gave him the rundown he went away and educated himself very quickly and, and came back and I was like this kid's serious so um, for me it was like a perfect and a very easy decision to make but I've since had people ask can they join my team as a as a coach really? and the really? answer is no a lot of the time I've had I've had literal job applications sent to me from some quite promising people but my business isn't in a place where I'm not flooded with inquiries every day right now, so I don't actually have the the demand there. Um, it's something that I would like to do over the course of the next year, but I think it's very much a case of picking the right time to do it, and you don't need to do it too early. Um, I think I spoke on this in a previous podcast just about like maintaining and sort of 
what's the what's the word cow used marinating marinate. marinate your business for a bit like just yeah. marinate that business and mm. solidify yourself and then think all right i think i might be yeah. you know at a point where i can take this up a level and i'd say that is how you do it i think coaching will be a really hard business to scale yeah. to to really big heights i remember anyway. one thing that you said was like in normal jobs you don't get pay rises every month yeah you know so actually earning the same amount of money is very good and guess what if you're maxed out and your max is 50 and you're charging £100 a month, you're making £5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. It's a ton of money. Yeah. And I think that we, we are in a culture, and you've got to understand if it's for you or not. You got, I think that's the most important thing, where it's like, more, 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 more. Yeah. 50, I've hit 50, can I do 60? Can I do 100? What's too many? Get another coach in. You don't have to do that. You don't have to feel the pressures to do that. It's if you want to do it, and you want to expand that as well, I think. You just need to be smart with what you're, <clears throat> if you are hell-bent on, on that monetary figure, then you need to be smart with what you do in your time in the sense that, right, I've hit my ceiling for coaching. I now need to go down the route of releasing PDFs. I now need to go down the route of potential member sites. I now need to go down, do you know what I mean? So I think in terms of scaling, yeah, you, you are going to hit that ceiling, but you've also got to ask yourself, do I do I want online coaching to be my main source? So like for me, it was a member site and online yeah. coaching was a back. So I only had 10 cl- online clients because that's, that's all I could physically do. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, I know some coaches like value their time quite a lot, so they'll literally say fifty, and I'm good, and all that will happen is the price will keep going up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 a good uh, it's a good answer. I think as well what you said around okay, my time's run out. Maybe first it's worth looking like what you could be doing better to be more efficient. I've yeah, done that's that true. consistently throughout like my my coaching career. One thing, and it's quite easy actually. I don't know if it is easy, but it should be really obvious. You'll you'll notice things that you're doing the exact same time and time and time again. So with me, like every client gets an onboarding video. I noticed that each onboarding video is maybe 10, 15 minutes long, but the first five minutes I was saying the same thing to everyone. I was just walking them through their sheets, which is the same for every single client. So I made an onboarding video part one. Yeah. Yes. Then I've done part two, which is same thing, the yeah. personalized bit. Yeah, that's so that saves me five minutes every, every time I set someone up, which is... Uh, which actually adds up, you know, over the years. So there's things you'll look at that you'll be like, am I doing this as quickly as I can? Um, like coaching sheets, for example. So there's there's a lot of questions here on, uh, do you meant, Tom's got, Tom might have a bit of a, a good perspective on this and we should be able to answer in terms of, do you recommend coaching apps or sheets, best platforms for doing so in your experience, coaching apps or personalized sheets, automating emails, onboarding. <coughs> so should we talk a little bit about how to be as efficient and productive as possible and maybe where an app comes in? I'm moving over to an app this summer, so I'm I'm moving <clears throat> just because the the whole process of onboarding a client is so much quicker. <clears throat> Excuse me, averaging out at an hour per person, this the app takes it down to ten minutes. Fucking because what you know, I went into the offices where I'll be working with the company, and what is done from you know the information that you receive from the client in terms of their height age you tick the box of how many meals that they like four per day you untick the food dislikes and then bang it's there mm. and, that, and i'm not joking it's 10 minutes for quite possibly even more detail than i'm used to mm. so i think the the move to an app just because of the actual uh, value of how much they are would come at a point whereby you know you're you're up there i wouldn't look at although the the price of apps are coming down i suppose and the price of like you can pay like a monthly subscription apps, right and you can just input your own clients you can or you can yeah and it depends on how you want to go into business with the company i'm doing and i take a percentage they take a percentage and then you just have an initial outlay for the branding of your app so that the branding team will take care of you know logos fonts colors for example that's a single payment and then the monthly they'll take a cut from so yeah but the, I'm, I'm quite comfortable and have been comfortable using g sheets for some time i think you guys use g sheets yeah. as well mm-hmm. i think for a vast majority of people it's very easy to to access and you know you could have it has an offline feature as for well sure. and a lot of people often wonder like where you can get sheets how you can do them I know Joe sells them, but but outside, I'd be remiss. Joe sells them at an outrageous price. I'd be remiss to say you can get them on Fiverr.com. Not outrageous at all. How are you going to undercut me like that? Hey, I, can't, I can't help it. Like You've got to be honest, isn't it? Like, you Straight can get up. them on Fiverr.com as well. Fucking hell, let your brothers win. <laughs> really not. Damn. That Josh Temper discount. Mad snaky. Um, yeah, I think in terms, of, in terms of systems, I think for like 90% of people, sheets will be absolutely fine and probably will st- probably still are like excelling in the industry. Like I'm still, yeah. I'm still seeing people get 
Word documents typed out, and I'm thinking, bruh, you can save yourself so much time here. Um, I, I I don't mind being being transparent. Yes, you can buy my sheets, but I think there are now people coming out of the woodwork that will design them for you, whether that's for me. Yeah, or like personalise them, right? For a similar price or for less or, 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 or for more. Obviously, you can go on Fiverr, as Josh just It's still expensive on Fiverr, by the way. Yeah, it's, it? really it's, not, it's not five quid. It's like oh. you, you still pay a lot. <clears throat> oh, okay. Well, you can get mine, templates, and then you can put your colours and, and logos on them. Exactly. Um that was that's been an ongoing process for me like i remember just again it was one of the things i was looking at my sheets initially and thinking i've got to do better here to make it easier yeah because i was i was doing this weird thing that i started with whereby i gave uh i gave um it was kind of a meal plan but it was kind of like you can have this or this or this or this and it was just so manual you know amending like how much chicken is 74 grams protein i was thinking this is taking so long so i moved away from that went to macros and then i've just recently built like a meal plan spreadsheet that VLOOKUP, so if you don't know what a VLOOKUP is, it basically goes to a reference sheet and pulls data for you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a key part of my, it now features in all my sheets. So like the macros and, and, and calorie uh, values are pulled from a backup sheet. Training, so like the the, the exercise will now pull over, a, uh, it will pull up the, the data required for a, a explanation or like a tutorial video. So I have all these backing sheets that make it just so much more easy for me. Because I was, I was literally, I just remember like copying and pasting like exercise tutorials yeah, same, same, same. or even retyping them out and thinking you've got to be doing better than this same. so um, I think Google Sheets is great if you don't know how to use it just find someone that does but just understand that there will be some legwork to do like with any big business improvement you make like it's going to be some short term pain for some, yeah. some long term gain for sure so yes I think Google Sheets is great for the majority I think apps probably have a place for me at the moment I, 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 I'm saying this from a really ignorant place but I just I like to have complete control over everything within that and I'm not sure if I think for the people I'm coaching like, and where it's going in terms of more competitors I think just a sheet is it's probably a, a bit a better bit more personable you know like you need those day-to-day conversations with people yeah you need to learn them like that so that's what I think anyway um in terms of other systems everything I do is through Google so people will inquire via a Google form yeah um, I use something called Zapier which sends out automated uh, email responses so zapier.com I think it's like a small fee um, which means that when a, a response from a client goes into a spreadsheet I just need to click a button and then the email goes out it's already pre-written and whatnot. Um, I use a PDF document to display what my service is about I use Calendly to chat to, peop- to people in terms of free consults uh, and then Loom to record their videos Websites you two don't uh, I use Squarespace for one of my other coaching but you can, I've, 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 tra- J- JP used to use a website and it used to be like a website app that you used to type into. I'm, I'm talking about why, why don't you two have websites for your online coaching? I think, I think for a vast majority of people that aren't in our position, I think a website is personally, I think, I don't think just a, a, a link in a bio is enough for people that have got a small full and want to get to online coaching. You need that. I, I have agree. a website. This is about me, you know. I see what you mean. I agree on that. It's 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 been on my to do list for ages. I've just not got around <coughs> to it. Um, I think it's probably something I would look to do this year, even if it's just to to get um, it, to build a funnel in terms of like you know collating emails and and building a marketing list, and then obviously inquiring for coaching. Uh, obviously, when we do things like the challenges, it's always good to have that housed in something professional. I come back to that word again and say like, yeah. how are you looking? You know. Um, how does how does it look to inquire with you? Do you look like a legitimate business? Is yeah. it easy to see what the client is going to get for that price that they're they're paying you? Because um, there's still a lot of cowboys out there, as we said uh, last week. Um, and ranking as well for SEO. Yeah, you know, you type in certain words. I remember back in the day, would I worked with a uh, an individual like a website developer that would help me with my SEO. So if they were to type in steroids, the TM Cycles member site would come up on Google. And then at the end of the month, you can look at your Wix analytics and see how many people have come directly from Google. And I was mm. like, "Fucking hell!" Yeah, that's not you know they don't even follow my Instagram page, but they they're coming to me. So I think I do think a website is important. I think it adds that 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 edge. Again, you're gonna have to if you aren't in that position whereby you necessarily understand fonts and logos and colors, then reach out to someone. There's plenty of people even on Fiverr that can do a very basic, and the website does not have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. It like it does not, my early- Yours web- is really nice though, your current one. That's not overly complicated, is it? No. Four pages or? Yeah, but I, I'm, I've gone up and down in terms of cl- complexity. Mm. It's just, you, you, to begin with, you really don't need a complicated website. 
and so many Wix or Square, Squarespace templates are stunning now. Yeah, they're really good. It's just literally, as long as you've got some high-res pictures, you've got your, your, your font patterns, then it's happy days. Yeah. But I would say for the vast majority of people, having some from a website page whereby it's just a little bit of information about you, some images of your clients and what you'll be getting. You know, like for my beef, a classic links in there, bang, two different packages, image of the, the prizes they'll yeah. get and a link to Calendly. But yeah, Calendly is another one. Yeah, I think actually, no one's asked this question, but I think it's a valuable one to answer. Um, I always think back to like, what was the what was the one thing I did in my business that I was, that I really saw rapid uh, like payback from? And that was the free consult calls. You're immediately then offering, we've spoken about being trustworthy, we've spoken about, we've spoken about like a personal connection. Jumping on someone with a call, jumping on a call with someone before they've paid you any money, I just think it's like one of the best ways you can display that. So good. You also work out if you get on with them or not, because that's a big part of this this relationship. So, you know, you can answer any questions. I always make sure that they go away from that call with an idea of how I would approach it for them, whether they want to carry on or not it's up to them but maybe even they go away thinking oh shit I actually do need to do a little cut now and then that but more often than not I'd say literally if someone gets on the call with me probably 9 out of 10 of them convert to a client um, and that's because I've built a connection with them and, and a lot of the time they get on the call and I find it a bit weird and they're like oh it's a bit weird to be speaking to you and I'm like fucking hell get the same. Oh, I find it really weird but I've, I, it's obviously a compliment um, but yeah so I think a, a free consult call is absolutely key I remember when I like initially announced it I was like Bang, I'm doing free consult calls. I've got like 20 booked in. I was thinking, fucking hell, why didn't I do that before? <laughs> um, and then also, I think just having a really easy way to show what your service is about. So like the pack that I did, the PDF pack, which is maybe five or six pages long that just explains like a mission statement, what your training plan will look like and, and how I build it, the nutrition plan, what that will look like and how I build it, how we do check-ins, what the price is, and then like testimonials and, and a bit more social proof. I think those two things combined which came at the same time were, were huge for me in terms of like just getting my numbers up for sure um here's one yeah. what about what about separating your online coaching social media from your own brand i've not i've not read that either i said se i separated it i did separate i have one coaching page and one non-coaching page because one's obviously supposed to be for me but i've just not really used that coaching page anymore because it's uh, it's the position that i'm in right but i if I'm honest, you have to decide, if you're in that scenario, I think you need to decide where you're going. Are you going full coach route? Are you going, trying to be a little bit of both route? Because if you're trying to be a little bit of both, you probably need to do a little bit of both, you know, rather than just have transformations, transformations. But I think that it's very hard to grow a, like social media rapidly through just posting like coaching orientated things personally. And you'll see them on a page that have the least likes, the least interaction. Yeah. I think if you want to get into the lifestyle area, then having a separate coaching or fitness company is going to work better for you, whereby your individual brand will have a mixed match of definitely client portfolios, but, you know, just not as frequent as your online coach. Maybe like the best ones. Know what I mean, and and of high quality that look good. I know you. We spoke the other day briefly about you were trying to just find like a nice 1080 by 1080, something that's going to fit on your feed quite well. Yeah. So I definitely think if you're going down the lifestyle route, then having a uh, having a, a plethora of different posts surrounding that, just to make sure people will understand that you are, and then have one separately. I think if you're getting into, I want to be full blown online coach, then it needs to be client and education. Yeah, I think this is a really interesting topic, and it's one I've actually had a conversation with a like. A business mentor about last week um he he, he said oh, i've gone on your page and you're you're you're, you're a full-time online coach but there's no evidence of it like mm -hmm. it's just all you like you're not just an athlete anymore mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit so as you will see now as of the release of this podcast like, is now starting to be more and more transformation on my page and what i've tried to do is adopt that that um sort of grid theme i don't want them to look all messy so i'm keeping them a row so every third post i do now will be a client transformation yeah I'm obviously lucky enough to, or have worked hard enough to be in a position whereby I've got enough to post now, but once upon a time wouldn't have, wouldn't have had any. Um, so I think it's an interesting conversation to have. I have I have a, a, a separate team brightman page, which is just full on transformation, which I know you have as well. Yeah. Like I said, I think your business has run away with itself. You just don't need it anymore. Yeah. Um, I still want to have a place where I can. I think it's, win it's window shopping for people. Like, yeah. It's like, it's, it's how they can look in and see if they're going to like it. Social it, proof again. It's it? exactly social proof. Exactly yeah. that, yeah. So I do feel, I do see the value in having like a, an archive that people can just go, oh, online coach tap. Oh, here's all these people, and then you know you, you have that association with the page and the guy. Yeah, because mine's transferring now. So 
what I'm doing is slowly um, transferring a lot of my nutrition, training-related content to flow. And then TM Cycles is the brand, is the clothing, is the going out, is the almost behind the scenes, you know, 5am club and this is what I do. This is the insight into pre-release of like Ibiza Classic, for example. So if you, I think if you're getting into that lifestyle element as well, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a debate I've had time and time again. It's why my page to this point hasn't had loads of transformation on it because I like it. It's kind of my page. It's, I'm very open and honest on there. I yeah. talk about stuff. It's not just advice. It's That's where people get to know me. But um, I think as, as sort of my career goes on and I see it go more in a coaching direction, it's like, yeah, you do need to be a coach now. And, I, and when I look in the industry, you know, across, I'm going to say most successful just in terms of financially successful coaches, their pages are 80% their clients mm -hmm. i think about jace you know, all just transformations maybe three or four a day cow's page all his clients um you know so the people that i see are doing the, the big numbers in terms of coaching they are yeah. constantly posting their work mm -hmm. which is i guess how it should be and they're not really too bothered about their personal brand so, so is that where you're going then is do you think you're going to be less bothered about personal branding and m more bothered about no the coaching no no, no chance no I'm way too particular about my image um, and there's things that still mean a lot to me and goals I still want to reach that I think require a nice image. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, in future, if I want to do clothing releases, they're not going to buy off me if they just see loads of coaching. Page. You know, so the the goal, the ultimate goal would be to have a clothing page that's bigger than my personal page. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like my page is like a behind the scenes. But yeah, that's, uh, that's my like blue sky thinking. I would love to have a clothing brand that's huge, obviously. Yeah, and if you are anal about the layout and the image of your grid then your bio is the first thing that they see so if you've got some form of informative piece at the top line like joe brightland online coach and then their eyes move underneath and their highlight the first highlight is client transformations then it kind of you know you don't really yeah. need to do many i just think i do, do you know what i find so interesting i always i'm always laughing myself at this is i think we give people way too much credit for their like attention span the amount of times I will send someone something and it's there in black and white and they miss it. So that's what I think about is comes across with, with an Instagram page because I would have always just used that's my stories for, for, for client um, transformations, but maybe I, one day I didn't post one. And then actually, other than it says Team Brightman Online Coach, there's no yep. evidence. So don't ever give people too much credit for um, for what they notice. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Action calls, call for it. Let them know that you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. We always said that, didn't we? What's the best way to get clients to ask for them? Yeah. Um, uh, the the final segment which we've got 20 minutes left is all largely about kind of your persona which i think kind of segues quite nicely from from what we've just spoken about there's a lot of questions around how do you create a good image for yourself um uh how can you present yourself in a professional manner but also be relaxed and have a laugh i think we'll have a lot to say on that there is uh questions around what should i make a we kind of answered it but should i make a, a personal and a fitness account i think we I think we've kind of done that one um and things about sort of uh target audiences and how to target your clients which i think kind of will come under that umbrella of content and how you present yourself so should we should we go with that first one first in terms of like how to how to come across professional but also normal human not everyone can do it i don't think you said that yesterday yeah. which is the hard part and don't force it because you can see nowadays people that are trying to uh, adopt this force relatable and it's just so cringy it's so tr it's so cringy and, and you yeah, you need to work within your strength as an individual if you aren't an outgoing individual that likes going clubbing and raving then don't push that yeah. you really don't need to do it because it's so obvious to people when i find it quite funny when online coaches that live very sedentary lifestyles will go out once or twice a year and then as soon as they'll go out there'll be like hundreds of images and then they'll put up a little thing saying guys it's so like it's so normal to go out so but you don't go out <laughs> but you, you you don't you don't have a life that is your and it also throws people off because if you are constantly producing quite mundane and, and very like monotonous um, content and then all of a sudden you're now this person it's a bit like Nate Diaz when McGregor said oh you're a wrestler now yeah. oh you're you're a clubber now well you lifestyle so what? Don't don't lose yourself w within the market just because you think oh so and so has gone out and that looks good. Yeah, this comes under that umbrella. I think of being true to yourself. Um, there will always be, and we, we've said this before. There's always going to be people that relate to your story and the information that you're putting out. Tom's now built like a huge audience, but if you look back through his uh, YouTube, he would have got so many followers from the Ibiza trips and the 
talking about drugs and all that stuff, but someone else will try and do it who doesn't normally do it. And it just doesn't come off quite as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not big or clever. Like I don't, I don't, when I, I'm open about past experiences or life experiences, I don't like look at a book and go right in order for me to be successful. Well, I have got to talk about this. It just comes part of my personality. I enjoy house music, so I'll talk about that. And, and you know, you got, it's a bit like when you, it's almost a bit like when you break up with a partner and there's, you, you've got to have that understanding like there's three and a half billion other women there's there's billions and millions of people or men or men in in or they or they they, yeah fucking i'm so sorry there's so many people that are gonna like you or dislike you don't cater to just one don't see one person at the top we spoke about that before didn't we like i remember looking at joey dean thinking i have to be like joey dean i've got to go for a bulk powder sponsorship that this not it's not the case yeah i think it's a really hard question to answer about how do you do it. I, yeah, I think unfortunately it doesn't come naturally. No, to there some is people. no manual. I think just probably actually what I would say is don't try and do it. No, like exactly. be really effortless. Absolutely. Your, if you feel like picking up your camera and talking about the fact that you dropped your protein shake on the floor today and that's ruined your day, then go for it, man. If you feel like picking up your camera while you're out at a festival, do your thing, but don't do it because TM Cycles did it. Um, don't start talking about SoundClouds because Tim Cycle started talking about SoundClouds. Don't start talking about Zoots because Josh is on his story smoking one. Like, just, do you know what I mean? Don't bother. Just do what you're comfortable with. And if that's talking about training all day, every day, and the fact that you're at your computer all day, every day, then please do it. It will sell. A a good way if you are, a good way if you are looking at your content going, maybe I do need to inject just a little bit of, is is just simply a QA. and a A Q&A will give a a good, and and of that Q&A you would buy us more potentially like lifestyle stuff, so what are your favourite aftershaves, and then you can can give that injection, do you know what I mean? Because you get a lot of like skincare questions and stuff like that, don't you? You I get a few. The odd, not a lot. People get a bit more. Skin's like a glowing baby's bum. Just like stuff like that, like what's your best aftershave, skincare. I I think uh, being, I hate to say it, being real, man. Like being real is cool. Being real is cool now. It's the trend. It's literally like what companies are looking for. It was who's got the most clicks, who looks the best. It's very much transpired into, right, who's who's a really nice person and who is being honest and who's being transparent. That's kind of what what sells. I think that's what's worked for us in this industry. Yeah, you learn. I, I look back in some of my previous content and think, you arsehole. I really cringe at previous content because I yeah. was trying way too hard to be this outspoken McGregor, Pablo Escobar, Chapo, like I'm the fucking Don. And it's just embarrassing. You do attract people, don't get me wrong, yeah. but you attract the kind of wrong crowd and you and you come to learn, hold on, those people that I'm attracting, they're not turning into, do you know what I mean? I'm building a weird... That's because they've spent their money on um, the latest Gucci top. Yeah, week. exactly. And that's they've not, rented it. They rented yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so you, uh, as Joe says, do be yourself. But if, if that if being yourself is being quite an outlandish individual that is constantly talking about things that aren't relating to a business, then well, hold on. You've also got to understand, yeah. I'm a business. If what I'm speaking about doesn't relate to that, then something needs to change. Yeah. We, we, and, uh, we, keep, we keep talking about, it's, it really is a balancing act, but like professionalism and relate, like being relatable, I think they're really key. You, If you're trying to build a, a, a business that is around wellness and people better in their lives, like you can't really be talking about like drugs like you know but we can take pills steroids. and and things like that was that but we can take steroids. yeah yeah but again it's it's like i said it like is it's, it's that tightrope of of uh you're right. of things if you're um if you've not gotten to a position yet whereby you've built a persona that is around you know tom every week will post something around maybe solomon or house music and then it kind of fits the story it's you don't want to be jarring i think that's what i'm yeah, trying to very get true yeah. that's very, the very fit true, in yeah. with you know I like clothes, so I will post my clothes and what I'm wearing every now and again. I also like training and I like to go to nice restaurants. So that would all fit in with, I think the story that I'm trying to push is when you are suddenly like, oh, where did that post come from? Because that will get people talking and probably not in a good way, yeah. I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. But apologies, there is no straight up forward answer, I don't think. No reason. Yeah. And if you're someone who's got her zero idea, uh, how to be like there will be people that can help you like there's people who can make posts for you there's people who can clean things up a little bit for you you know if you don't have the skill necessary to do this informational post that you think you want to do you can you can pay for those types of things to, to be done as well so i do think that like uh i also think if you are shit on camera you can get better because i think we we're all probably shit on camera at one point oh terrible practice makes terrible. perfect but we had that passion for it yeah we, so it, we could develop awesome. it there's um there's a couple here around uh, kind of physique related ones which I think are quite interesting. So one is, do you think being a natural is harder to succeed? 
absolutely not um which we'll answer in a second and then the second one is do you have to be in amazing shape to blow up your coaching so let's uh let's tackle then should we do the natural one first one name springs to mind that says absolutely not morris aj morris and and co to be honest there's plenty of them now so many so many natural physiques i said but 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 aj morris we like the way you say put aj morris we love it putt like putty we're actually obsessed over it and we have obsessed over it plenty of times but yeah um you want to tackle that one do you have to be natural to succeed in online coaching you did the vast majority of your yeah i don't think you need to Oh, B- but I can't help but feel people respond to how the size. I I cannot I cannot get away with that, and I and I I use this in a little bit of everything. Like we just we just filmed me and Andy just filmed the sit down video before, right? I was sat down like this, and I thought, no, nah, I'm actually going to go put a vest on, because when I put a vest on, more people click the video, people watch it for longer. Whether they're staring at the muscles or not, those muscles wouldn't have been there when I was not muscles, the muscles. <laughs> so like absurd. Uh, there's a part of me that says like actually. And I don't want it to be the steroids, but the physical aspect of someone being bigger, it, it unfortunately gives people, so, but not social, well, I guess it gives them social proof, right? So you're talking about virality, aren't you? Yeah, I was gonna say. Am that. I? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you've, I think you've said it helps you bigger. I agree on some level. I think the, the, the butt of the question is, do you have to be assisted to succeed? Absolutely not. No. So many successful um, natural bodybuilding yeah. coaches, many, businessmen, many, many, et cetera. Many. Please just look at AJ Morris to see the answer there. Um, I think what Josh is talking about is like the the the, the potential the potential to go viral, which can help. Which but kind of is? I don't mean that. I mean like 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 uh, Jace, right? Jace does not put anything really educational on his page. Mm. It's just it's just transformations, and he's fucking massive and strong. Do you know what I mean? So a lot of people go, I want to be like that. Yeah. Like I mean that type of mentality. Yeah. Not to not to endorse it to encourage anyone to to, to fucking use their ways to get more fucking clients. It's stupid. That'd be a dreadful idea. But that's also a select few people, isn't it? Because I know then some people would look at Jay's profile and go, God, he's a bit too big. Mm. Yeah. No, you're right. Do you know what I mean? You're right. I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that sort of hardcore type look. I want to be someone more like AJ. I want to be someone more like Tom. I see Tom's doing a lot of boxing and swimming at the moment. I want to be like that. So don't feel like there's a one size fits all. There's only, you have to be a certain way. You, you It's not the case at all. Yeah. And in I terms of, in terms of you talking about size, the like cam, cl- clever camera work nowadays, yeah. a lot of natty people just, you think, God, oh, it's weird. Cause we get the opposite, didn't we? We get uh, uh, exposed, God, you're so much bigger than you look online. Yeah. Whereas the vast majority of people go, oh, you, I thought you are a lot bigger on... Because mm. if you're natural and shredded and wearing a small top, you look big, didn't you? Josh, how many pictures have you got from when you were natural that people have said you're not natural there? Yeah, loads. Yeah, so I think I think you, first things first, you absolutely don't need to be assisted to be successful. No. Agreed. Um, I think that there is, as with anything, people like freakiness. Um, people would like to see something a bit mental and maybe that's why actually that AJ's shredded glutes are maybe what he pulls on to, to, to draw that in. Um, you know, some there, there is a level of uh, genetics that come with everything. Unfortunately, business success as well. Like you look at Joe Sletics, what's he got? 4.6 yeah. million followers. Because he twitches his chest. Just because his chest trip, like, do you know what I mean? So It's cramp. It gets cramp, yeah. yeah. Well done, you got cramp. Um, it's incredible. So there, there is a level of like, I think freakiness, like if you can get there, but also understand that there's so many successful people that aren't freakishly big, freakishly strong, freakishly shredded, any of the above. There's a really big market we've spoken about quite a lot in now in terms of like where Tom's going, in terms of just lifestyle people. Yeah. Just want to look and feel better. Um, I think we're, we're in this warped uh, echo chamber of like, because I bet the majority of people that you follow and look up to on Instagram are either bigger or better than you in some way or yeah. educational. So therefore you're, you you feel, yeah, and I so feel true. the same. So um, I feel like I'm at the bottom of the pile when actually some people will be looking at us in a totally different way. So there's something there's something in that. Uh, and there is the other question, which was, um, uh, it was basically around, um, sorry, I missed it. One right, take your time. Steroids do not, no, the bigger the person do not directly correlate to how big their brain is, <laughs> which is a lot of people fall for, you know. And you look at, when we talk about the the extremities, you, so with bodybuilding, it's like the, the biggest and, and most shredded, but then you look at someone like Fergus. The triathlete, right? Yeah. Fergus Crawley, so you think what he can do on a bike, in the pool, and around a track. Yeah. 
I, I hold that higher than oh my yeah, yeah. you lot my the bodybuilders. So do I. Cheers, cheers, do you know mate. what I mean? Yeah, I do as well though. Yeah. I, like, not, I'm not, not, you not, as well though. Not in a disrespectful way, but you see, <laughs> you see how back in the day I lived in this like the only way to succeed was to be the biggest. So your priority list has changed. Yeah, yeah. My, and then now I'm like, hold on. You talk about people being animals, like you know how bodybuilding refers to it. No, yeah, no, 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 no. You throw you throw a bodybuilder in a ring, or even like a CrossFit box, mate. Yeah, yeah that I'm, for me is the one that like I'm just I'm constantly huge because um, it's like I, I'm really proud of dumbbell pressing eighty kilos, but I think how useless. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> how useless. <laughs> when are you ever going to push away? When am I ever going to do that? Like I might shove someone. That's about it. But put me in a CrossFit box or even a boxing ring, and I'm in big trouble. Even a swim pool. <laughs> Swim. No, I can swim, but I really struggle now. I sink, mate. You can't. Okay, it's right. so like the 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 correlation between my body weight and the density of it and my lung capacity. Yeah, I don't have the capacity. Um, <laughs> is horrible. So I kind of sink or drown, mm-hmm. which is not ideal. Um, sorry. The question is, do you have to be in amazing shape to blow up your coaching? And I think on that Joe Stetics line, like. You might be one of those lucky people that just absolutely blows. Like, I'm sure you've posted loads of photos in the past and thought this is going to fucking go. And actually, there's that, what's that video? The ugly truth of being shredded? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So things like that on Josh's YouTube where he's got veins all up his abs, like there is an element of freakiness that will absolutely skyrocket your followers and then maybe, and therefore maybe your potential customers. But also, probably not as well, right? Like how many of those people do you think? Or do you not just think like if you're in very good shape all year round, and like you look great, like how Tom's about to do pretty much this whole year, mm-hmm. like people are gonna go, damn, he looks good all the time. Yeah, like I want to be with that guy. I think you sh- you should have you should have you should be able to get yourself in amazing shape to be to blow up your coaching. Um, again, it's just social proof. It's just uh, oh, he's done it. Maybe he can help me do it. So there is a part of that. But I think the the, the devil's advert I was gonna I was gonna add on that was um, in terms of like the ability to go viral nowadays. TikTok, for example, we're in, I mean, it might be a short period of time, but things go viral all the time. Like you might even just do something funny or remotely educational or a mixture of the two and suddenly your your followers boot and then maybe you've got some some customers there. So I don't think so, but I think it certainly helps. Just yeah. on that, I think it's important to, the important the branding comes back on that because if you go viral on your fitness page yeah. or doing a funny skit and you get 100,000 pe- 100, people that follow you who like funny skits and then they see you talk about how to execute a dumbbell press, it's just it's 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 hard. It's just why these channels that go viral for one or two videos, which is slightly different to them, their main content, they have two hundred thousand subscribers and they're still getting five thousand views because yeah. they've just you know they've got the, the clickers who have forgotten they're subscribed and gone away. Like Joe yeah. Joseph, who POV undercover cop. Oh yeah. Why was is he is he? No, shoot, but absolutely blown. But he stayed consistent with the fact that it like every every viral. Yeah. Well, every single one of his posts goes viral. Yeah. That's because he's, I, f- I find him incredibly hilarious. I think he's losing his touch a bit now. Oh dear. Yeah, I've seen a few, and I'm just like. Mm, he's doing to work with Gymshark, isn't he? Yeah. Um, I feel like his time is limited. I think that he, I, there is definitely a shelf life to. A big one. To, to that. Massive. Mr. Beast is doing it though. Well, as the, one of, one of, one out of a billion. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The numbers are very. Um, I think. We're about done, actually. There's there's one question that I think we probably should answer just in terms of like legalities, um, which I don't I don't I don't have spoke to you about this before. My dad always tells me I need to get public indemnity insurance. Do you yeah. do, do I really sure. have what that? that? Need to be insured to be an online. Well, do you? I don't know if you yeah. technically you do. No. It's just advice. You need to have it? insurance. You should. I think you should get public indemnity insurance so that if you if someone fucks themselves up in your care, if not, then you just waiver it. They can't come after you. But I I get everyone to sign waivers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I I I'm get I run everyone tick a box that says, I'm basically just reading this. I'm, for, a, for I'm immune from whatever happens. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you just say I'm 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 not telling you what to do. Yeah. It's just for educational purposes, mm. as everyone does. You'll hear it at the start of podcasts, at the start of YouTube videos, and things like that. So, public indemnity insurance is one that you can that you can get if if you are particularly a worrier about that hopefully you're not doing anything to put anyone in any danger which i think is something that we speak about quite a lot um and it also in it also you know social pro- proofing from the point of view of, of telling them your qualifications i always used to rip people that had level two level two pt in their buyer because that's just embarrassing like, i failed by level two pt did you yeah how the hell did you fail level two pt i uh high. i forgot <laughs> always too high i forgot uh the movement of joints or something. 
forgot like like fucking what what joint the finger joint was or something. It's what yeah. is it, like a gliding joint. God damn. I put like something else. Yeah, like I think it's important to have to have you know some basic qualifications and have that on your website you know about me. But don't put level two people. What if you're not qualified? That's where your Instagram is your qualification. That's where your Instagram, unfortunately, yeah. I know you see the Love Islanders that come out and because I th- I think all all online coaches who are quote unquote established would all probably agree that there needs to, that they w- that we would all love a governing body or a, massively or something to come in that we can go and take a test and be like you are now okay. And anyone who says differently is probably a bit of a Jimmy coach, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Jimmy, a little Jimmy coach. I think we get rid of a lot of people. <laughs> a lot of so many. I we, think we're going to run out of time. We've got we've got three minutes left. Um, do a quick fire question if you want. Here we go. Biggest mistakes or learning points? Go. Oh, God. Biggest mistakes. Can someone step in quick? Uh, you mean me? <laughs> <laughs> Can you step in, please? Um, biggest mistake, probably not doing enough research on... <laughs> So it is not doing enough research on. Should have mentioned that at the very beginning when we talk about starting the, you know, starting at the bottom is research market research. Yeah. Not doing enough research on what's working at the moment, what's popping, trends, things like that. Because I've always just I'll stay in my own lane. But actually, it's important to take note of the other lanes that are a bit further ahead of you as well. Mm. My one would be networking, but that's only for the route that I'm going down now. Yeah. I think my biggest my biggest mistake or learning point was actually receiving like some really early feedback at the start and someone was telling me like you're not doing good enough and I was like yeah I am it's not the right way to respond to feedback yeah. and actually it helped me massively when I my ego dropped and I was like that was actually really good feedback mm-hmm. so I would say yeah be be very receptive to, to feedback because at the end of the day the customer actually is always right mm. and don't just rely on your following for your intake of clients like you need to don't just think because i've got 10k followers i don't need to do consult calls or i don't need to do what i was doing mm. when i had two three thousand i think a lot of people yeah. become very arrogant and go well, i don't need to do that anymore it's like well no you do because you're mm. still you need to uphold yourself as a business man. humility is key yeah absolute goat cool sound one minute to go see you later guys okay, bye. peace